Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. This is a Revving the Word episode, and my name is Elisa Keaton. So glad we get to do this again every time. It is a get-to, for sure, for me, and I hope that it is a get-to for you, too. Remember, don't do these if you feel like you have to. Don't even do it. (laughs) Sit down, take a moment, check yourself before you wreck yourself of what, like what's the motive here? What are we really trying to do? So if you've been doing these podcasts for some time, you are ready to move your body. And even if you're not going to move your body, people use it for a variety of things. Some activity is about to happen in your life and you'd like some uplifting music and some word and some scripture. And the teaching that I'm talking about today is real. (laughs) Like this is something you have to have no smartphone, no internet. You have to be living off the grid in order to not have to struggle with what this is. We are going to be talking about FOMO today as a mother of a middle school girl. (laughs) Um, The struggle's real. And the truth is, maybe you would agree, if we don't do our the, the healing work, if we don't do our own work, like our, everyone has some healing to be done because you just don't get through this world unscathed without um, hurts that you've done, hurts done to you, lies, all of that stuff that kind of stores itself up in our hearts. Well, if, if we don't deal with those, don't, I, th- I think in most cases, we all become like arrested development. And middle school age tends to be kind of the a linchpin time for a lot of people where you get stuck. It's like you, you can't become of age. Right now, my daughter being middle school is, is becoming of age. She's becoming a young woman. But when we believe lies, when we give our flesh, when we give the world, and when we give the principalities of darkness, lower thinking in our brain stem, right? Things like fear, shame, guilt, anxiety, um, licentiousness, sexuality that is not pure and lovely. All those things get stuck in the lower brainstem and they hold us captive. When we want to move, we want to grow up. We want to move up. So we're going to move our bodies, which isn't that the great thing is it's in us. So let's, let's move it through us. And we're going to do that. We're going to play some music. I will invite you into some intervals. If you want to push, great. If you don't feel it, don't do it. I will use a rate of perceived exertion on a scale of one to 10. So you can do them or not do them. Basically, right now, you're moving your body, walking, hiking, biking. Be kind, enter kindly, and let the spirit lead you through, okay? So it's gonna be a good one today. This one's real and raw, it's in my home. It's in me too, you know, we all have it, especially in this media culture that we have going right now. All right, you also need to know that instructor training It is about to start if it hasn't started already. Our fall class is enrolling. So if you're hearing this, go to the website, revelationwellness.org. What I'm doing, I would love to have you do too. People need you, flesh and blood, real people. Um, If you feel called to make a podcast, great, but I much prefer us all be with people. I don't know how you can avoid it unless you don't leave your house. So instructor training, you bring the air of this wholeness into your homes, into your communities, and everyone 
is needing a little more integration, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen? Starting with me. So instructor training is uh, just the place to do it. If you only came for your own healing, I promise you it would be beyond worth it. So go to the website and check that out. And thanks for leaving reviews. You guys are, I, they just keep coming. I am like blown away. And again, you keep us in the top 200 of health podcasts. Let's keep going. Let's keep putting <laughs> surprise people with the love of God as they're going to move their body. So leave a review. All right. All right. So scale of one to 10, one being laying down in bed, 10 being all out effort, sweating, hurt. It's just, it's, it's hard. You're about a four or five right now. Okay. Pick up your feet lightly and take a deep breath in and exhale. And we'll start the playlist in three, two, one, play. Okay. Your feet will not pick up unless you tell them up. Come on. Okay. You can either become a, a victim of gravity. <laughs> And that only happens if you're not present. So if you're present, gravity is actually there to help us grow. Nothing grows that isn't under resistance. Okay? So embrace the resistance. So good. Happy feet, I say it a lot. Happy, happy feet. Relax your shoulders. Get your knees to point straight ahead. Your feet straight ahead. Okay? Good. So let me pray aloud. God, we need you. We recognize that we are terrible gods. We don't do, we're not kind to ourselves. We have a hard time thinking good thoughts. Lord, this world pulls us, causes us to drift. And so we need you. We ask for more of you in our bodies, more of you in our thoughts, more of you in our emotions. Move into our bodies. Go ahead. Move in so you can move out. You can move through us. We give you permission. Everyone say, I give you permission. Yeah. So come on in. Make yourself at home. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. Ah. Engage your navel. Draw it in. And honestly, that's the starting place. If our navels, if our core, you're not sucking it in. You don't have to suck it in. But just draw it. Just be aware. Right there at your, at your core. That you can bring your core in. Okay? So think about that. And then you can take deep breaths. Inhale, exhale. And that should help you get lighter through the feet. 
When I say I want you, say it back, parakeet. Fly your first class through the air, Airbnb. I'm the best you had. Good. Just be compared to me. I'm going to add this Eight at more. you. If I put you on my phone, three, and three, it, it get maximum four. I can't do in the clutch more nice. than six and five. Scale of one to ten. Just to get you a You're a six now. Maybe a seven. Yeah. All right, so FOMO. Does anyone know what that stands for? FOMO stands for fear of missing out. I'm going to read some scripture to you, and then I'm going to connect it, I promise. This is John 1, verse 29 through 32. Now, this is talking about John the Baptist. It says, the next day, he, being John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came, baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, quote, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. You are going to get the rest of the, oh, about two and a half more minutes to get yourself you know, where if the phone rang and you answered it, I could tell you're breathing a little heavier. Maybe moving towards a seven. Next song, you're going to be invited to accelerate, push. If you feel the invitation, if you are afraid of it, you probably want to give it a try. If you feel like you have to, you probably shouldn't. That's a taskmaster driving you, and that is not my heart. So FOMO, the fear of missing out. Now, here's the truth. I only, you can only have FOMO kick in if it's actually starting with comparison. The root of FOMO is comparison. Because I, I won't be missing out on anything if I don't know what's going on, right? It's almost better not to know in some ways. But when I know, I see somebody else getting what I've been praying for. I see someone else's marriage looking great and beautiful. I see somebody, we, we see this a lot in instructor training. Is there are people waiting for their right time. And there is a right time. So let's keep that in mind. There's a right time for everything. When we try to make things happen in our own time, 
it's exhausting. It's just driven by fear. But God will, at the right time, this is what says, behold, the Lamb of God. That word behold means surprise. <laughs> and I love that's how God shows up. Surprise. You weren't looking for me. I'm here. Hang on. All right, listen. You're going to push 30 seconds when I say go. 30 on, 30 off. Whatever you're doing, hiking, biking, running, give it more attention. Give it more incline if you're on a treadmill, more resistance if you're on a bike. Okay? Surprise. Behold. <laughs> so there is no FOMO where there's no, nothing to compare your life to. When you start to compare this fear of missing out, fear of not having what someone else has or what someone else is doing, fear. That's why we're always teaching you love is greater than fear. Go, 30 seconds, push, 30 seconds, go, go. Right, we're always telling you, love, love. Love is patient, love is kind, it believes the best, hopes all things, bears all things, endures all things. That's what we're getting at, come on. Five, four, three, two, one. Pull back, take 30 seconds off. Woo, can't get a lie. This is my first podcast since my sabbatical back. I have been moving my body, but I haven't thought of repping the word in a while. <laughs> Behold, surprise. <laughs> you just gotta show up. Ready, set, go. 30 seconds, come on. Come on. I'm not gonna talk. I want you to become whole. Love. Perfect love. Cast out fear. Fear of missing out. Recover 30 seconds. Whew. Good job. Okay. We've got one more of those 30 seconds. Hang on. Right now, that fear thing does not look good on you. It entangles you, keeps you from running free. Ready, set, go. Push. Come on. seconds. <laughs> Five, four, three. Now, instead of recovery, just finish the best you can. 
for 30 seconds, for 20 seconds actually. So you're probably an eight. I, I beholded you there, I surprised you. Five, four, three, two. <coughs> okay. Uh, completely settle in to a six, a seven. We will do another interval set. Oh, in about eight minutes. That's a long time from now. Eight minutes, you get a full eight minutes where I won't be telling you or inviting you. <coughs> you choose. Okay. All right, so FOMO. So this is what I heard the Lord say to me, and I'm just going to read it to you. And then we'll get deeper into this John 1, 32, where John says, John bears witness and quote says, I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I was just asking the Lord about this, you know, and honestly, the word FOMO wasn't even thought of until the social media age began. Because we can be connected to people. We get to see the highlight reel. We get to see. Nobody shows themselves having a breakdown. Nobody shows themselves completely a wreck. Because we're still having them. We're just not seeing them. We're human. We're broken. Right? And let's be honest, it's good to celebrate with one another. It actually says in Romans 12, I believe, that we carry one another's burden. We mourn with those who are mourning and celebrate with those who are celebrating. That's our problem. <laughs> We're fine with mourning with people because we get that. We're like, oh, I feel that. I'm sad. But when someone has a breakthrough, harder for us because we tend to think we're out well I'm out ah oh, they got it I didn't they got it right I did something wrong man I must have done something wrong their formula worked mine didn't come on now we see this with weight loss we see this the whole industry of weight loss has a subtle undertone of FOMO to say you're not good enough now so we can help you you're missing out on the good life <laughs> what listen you do not have to wait to lo lose 50 pounds to have the good life the good life is in you now it says in John 1 in him was life and that life was the light of man you already have life and light in you you're not missing out already in you everything you need for the days ahead it's already yes and amen in the Lord that prayer you're praying it's yes and amen that soul that you are saying God save that prodigal son of yours or daughter no. 
He loves them more than you. There is a time. Behold, surprise. <laughs> the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He already paid for it. FOMO. This is God's words as I journaled it this morning. FOMO has to do with fear. There is no fear in my perfect love. Elisa, you have my perfect love. When you compare yourself to another, to another one of your brothers or sisters, either in or out of the family, because they're all my kids, right? I love them all. Whether or not they acknowledge me with their lips and heart, I love them all. Whenever you compare yourself to another, you choose to disqualify yourself. And it grieves me. It grieves me. I'm your father. I have good for you. And now whether or not it grieves others is none of your concern. It grieves me for you to think less of me for you. You lose me when you compare. So get this. When fear of missing out, when you compare yourself to someone else, it's like, I want you to see the banquet table of God. The richest of foods, the greatest of conversation. You ever been to a party where you're like, this is awesome. The atmosphere is good. You belong, you belong, you belong. It's magical. And we sit at that table. All the sons and daughters sit. Right? And we talk about our day. And that's what we're doing on social media. We're all talking about our day. So social media is not the problem. It's just pulling, it's exposing what's in us a little quicker. And so we hear about someone else's day and how great it was. Or they show us, they brought some evidence of the day. Look at this plunder I took today from the enemy. And if we are not rooted in perfect love that will not participate with fear, we'll see that plunder. And we'll think, man, I must not be as good of a warrior as them. I must be doing something wrong. Where God's not, I'm doing everything just like them and how come nothing's happening for me? And we push ourselves away from the table. We push back when we participate with FOMO. Fear of missing out. Comparison. We push out. 
And dad says, that grieves me. I told you I have a daughter, middle school, and a son in high school. They're becoming of age. I want to see them become. I don't want to see them stuck like I was stuck. I want you to put a pin in that and we'll come back and make this real in your homes. Remind me if I forget. <laughs> Good luck reminding me. Okay. <clears throat> Last song was 30, 30, 40 seconds with a 20 second recovery. When I say go, you're gonna push. You're invited to 40 seconds of a push. Ready? Set, go. Come on. 40 seconds. Surprise yourself. Behold. <laughs> Come on. Smile. Smile. 15 seconds. You can do it. Knees up. Bellies engaged. Seven. Five. Take 20 seconds. Recover. Good job. Okay. Next time. Listen, FOMO. Fear. Comparison. We choose to disqualify ourselves. Ready? Go. Sorry, not yet. Not yet, not yet. My bad. Ready? Go, push. Good job. Come on. I want you to just hear the sound of your breath. What are you thinking? Come on. Perseverance. Keep going. It'll break. Come on. It's coming. Four. Three. Two. Recover. 20 seconds. Ooh. Good job. So I heard the Lord say to me, Lisa, when you compare yourself, you disqualify yourself. You have defiled thinking. Go, 40 seconds. Go. We lose sight of the goodness of God. And instead of joining in on the celebration of the goodness, we pack our bags our little suitcase and hit the orphan road. Fear. Fear that it'll never happen. Fear that we're not good enough. Fear that we won't be loved. Chosen. Pull back. You're going to do one more in 15 seconds. 
Next time you do it, I want you to use your voice and say, I will not fear in Jesus' name. I'm a child of God. Go. Come on. Something's got to break. I want you to see the banquet table. See all the goodness. You're surrounded by it. This is why Jesus could say in the story of the prodigal son to the, to the son that was always with him, said, you've had all this. All this is yours. I have not been holding out on you. But look, your brother's home. I've said to you in the past, if I cannot love, I've forgotten who I am. If I cannot bless the goodness, and I don't even have to agree with the motives, I don't have to know the story of the whys and the hows, that somebody was blessed or somebody is doing something great. I don't have to know the backstory to recognize. That's awesome. That's good. So when I cannot bless, I have forgotten how blessed I am. It's like I'm sitting on my bags of riches and money and going, how come I don't have that bag? Meanwhile, I'm sitting on a pile. Come on. It's evil. It's twisted. You're sitting on a treasure. It's under your feet. All that Christ gave and died for, it's now yours. So then we get distracted by the highlight reel of this blessing or that blessing, and that's good, but it should never pull the chair out from underneath us that we are sitting on. And the enemy just needs his hands on our chair. And he'll pull and we'll push away from the table and we fall. And when we're on the ground, we come to our senses and go, what, what am I doing? Wait, I liked it better in my chair. I liked it better. I had a better view of the table. I got to eat. I got to applaud. I got to celebrate. I got to dance. I got to get in line with all that is good. So Holy Spirit, come in. This is who we are, but we know we think small. <sighs> we have poison thoughts, God. Our hearts are defiled. Purify our hearts. Purify our hearts. Blessed are the pure of the heart, for they shall see God. Blessed. You have a minute and a half to do as you wish. Come on. Breathe. Let him go. Release. Release them. Bless them. You are the blesser. You are the blesser. One minute. Come on. 
Use some muscles that you have forgotten about. Backside, glutes, hamstrings. Open your heart, smile. Come on, the countenance you give him is the countenance you receive. You give him a joyful heart, you get more joy. You give him a thankful heart, he'll thank you. Come on. Throw it off. Throw off the fear. No fear. Keep your hands clean and your heart pure. 10 seconds. Four, three, two, one. Okay. You're gonna have a final three minutes. I want you to push to an eight, to a nine. I want you to push and hold it. So it's a three minute interval. Three minutes of your best. Not yet. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. Here's the thing guys, doves, it's a bird. You ever had a bird rest on you? They're skittish. They don't, <laughs> birds rest on trees, not on humans. And birds are free and they're cared for. They're confident as birds, but they're also skittish. Three minutes, go. Go for three minutes. So they're very aware, they're aware. Their senses are on high alert. Fear is there to startle me. Fear is there to make me have a knee-jerk reaction. Fear gets me to push back fast. Fear drops my heart into my stomach. And my heart does not belong in my stomach. It belongs in my head. And my head belongs in my heart. The stomach is there to make you aware of what's going on. You know, in medical and the medical world, they're seeing that this, the, the gut, the stomach is the second brain. It has emotions. Yep. Like fear, anxiety. So in Jesus' name, we clear you out, stomach, so that we can use you to tell us when we are off, when the fear is showing up to try and get us to scare away the Holy Spirit that rests on us. Come on, Holy Spirit, even as we run right now, even while we're an eight, a nine, rest on us, rest on us. We bless, we are not disqualified. Spend the last few minutes tell him, telling God how satisfied you are. Respond.
the chest, fully recover. We got a couple songs to cool down together. Do whatever feels restorative to you. You guys, there's sweat everywhere around me right now. Ooh. Man. You know, sometimes, sometimes you work hard because you know you, you, you want to break off, you want to throw everything that's hindered you. So you make a fast, clean break. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I know that God blesses everything you just did. You're getting free. Free from fear. Fear, shame, and guilt, they are the original results of sin in the garden. Fear, shame, guilt. Anytime you feel mad, you are, you're conspiring with um, fear, right? Because anger is just sadness as bodyguard because we feel like we can do something about it. Anytime you feel mad, anytime you feel sad, we're sad because we're guilty. <laughs> we're sad because they're guilty. We're just sad. It's just not how things are supposed to be. And so we grieve and that's good. Learn to grieve, friends. I'm not asking you to disconnect from your body. I'm asking you to get in it. Put it on. Let it speak to you. It's time to grieve. It's time to mourn. It's time to dance. It's time to sing. It'll tell you these things. God gave you a body. God gave Jesus a body. Let's get in it and let's use it. Let it not use us. Anytime you feel bad, goes back to that shame or guilt. We feel bad. That is not of God, but it's in us. So when we're aware of it, we have the right to go wash our hands. It says, in Psalm 24, 3, 6, well, 20, Psalm 24, 4, who can ascend God's holy hill but only those with clean hands and a pure heart? So when we come to the table, God's going to say, do you wash your hands? <laughs> wash your hands. It's if I didn't wash my hands and I come to the table that I will feel I'll be likely to compare and I'll be likely to get angry and believe the lie that God is holding out or that whatever the FOMO is. If I don't wash my hands. So before we come to the table, wash your hands, clean them. Your hands are anything that you do. Whatever you do, what the, the what you do, make sure it's clean. And we do that with a pure heart. If my heart is pure, if my motives are pure, then my hands will be clean. Amen? And listen, there are days that I stick my hand in the mud. <laughs> there are times. But those are times that I get to get sober and go, what happened? Oh, I'm not rested. I'm working too hard. I made the gospel heavy and burdensome. Oh, I made myself the point. Right? Am I your best friend? <laughs> Don't you just love to hate me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't feed it to you easy. But I also know that you're meant to train. And we train because love is heavy. 
It's not light. It's not cotton candy and everyone gets to eat it. There are times that it's sweet as sweet can be, but man, there are times that love is bitter. Bitter, and it's actually the bitter that can heal us. That's proven even in the wellness world now. We're saying that bitter things in our guts are actually proving to heal our guts. Come on. I'm going to have to do a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a whole teaching on this. So God, we come to you with this disease of our hearts, the fear, the fear that we're missing out, especially in a world, God, that we're grateful we can connect, that we can follow friends and see what's going on in their life, God. But Lord, help us to keep our hands clean and our hearts pure when we show up to the table, that we can applaud blessings, applaud goodness. And Lord, if we are If we are critical of the how or their motives or if their hands are clean, God, whatever it is, Lord, heal us. We leave that to you. That we know, God, that through your hands you use everything and that blessings are blessings and people benefit and it is good and we call it, it is well with our soul. We leave the decision-making to you. Heal us where we feel we're a better God. Heal us where we feel we have the better way. We humble our hearts to you and we give you our bodies to use them as you would see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. I try to-